0: Amen. You may be seated. That's the story, all there in one song, isn't it? Well, we are concluding our message series this morning, and over the last several weeks, we've been looking at a passage of scripture that's often called the Beatitudes. It's found in the uh, chapter five of Matthew. And those uh, first 10 verses of uh, that chapter give us a picture of what life in the kingdom of God can be like. And Jesus invites us to live in these seemingly upside down ways, and he says that when we do, we'll be blessed. I want to do a quick uh, review of these since most of you weren't able to make to all seven of them, all right? So uh, we're going to look at these really quickly. Uh, they are blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And then blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of of God. And today we're looking at this last one Blessed are the Peacemakers, for they will be called the Children of God. And you know, normally I start a new series on Easter or I do a standalone Easter sermon, but as I was looking at these topics and thinking about uh, the meaning of each of them, uh, I decided to time the series so that we ended with this passage Blessed are the Peacemakers, for they will be called the Children of God. God is a peacemaking God. He loves peace. And the whole story of the Bible from the Garden of Eden to the culmination of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection is the story of God bringing peace between humanity and God. And that's why we are able to sing with such joy, Christ the Lord has risen today. Christ the Lord has risen today. Uh, Jesus has died for us, and without and if he had just died for us, that you know, and not been raised to life again, we'd be we'd be without hope. But he has opened the door to the kingdom of God and to eternal life by making peace with God through the cross. Now, like several of these beatitudes, the challenge of D- Jesus' statement is that most of us resist peacemaking. Um, if you don't believe that peacemaking is difficult try to take a toy from two children who are fighting over it, right? (laughs) And how much more difficult to get adults to set aside harsh words, to uh, lower their fists, to put away their weapons. Most of us, like children, are all for peace negotiations as long as we get what we want. You know, there'd be no fight for the remote if everybody agreed on what channel to watch. And the sad truth is that we all want peace, but often what we really want is our way. But Jesus says that the peacemakers will be blessed because they will be called children of God. And since God is a peacemaking God, it makes sense, it follows that God's children will be peacemakers as well. If God is a peacemaker, then his children, who have his nature will be peacemakers too. And I wonder, as we think about this invitation to be peacemakers, and as you think about your life and the world around you, where do you long to see peace? Where do you need, uh, where are you most in need of peace this morning? And I put a little blank there in your message notes to, to think about that. Where do you see the greatest need for peace in your life or in the world right now. And I'd invite you to write something down there. Uh, Maybe there's uh, a need for peace in your home. There's some kind of conflict that continues to steal your joy. Uh, Some of you may lack peace in your extended family. Someone's not talking to someone. And it may have been going on for quite a while. Or maybe there's a friendship that's broken. There's no peace there. Where do you long for peace? And maybe your life is going great, but as you think about the world around you and the lack of peace, I, I think that we all long to see an end to school bullying, to see an end to uh, terrorism and political tensions and wars and on and on and on. So, so take a minute, write something there, and maybe you need to write it in code if you don't want your neighbor to, to see what you're putting down, but, but write something on that line. As we think about our lives and about our world, um, we recognize that there's a great need for peacemakers. And Jesus said that those who want to be called children of God need to learn the art of peacemaking. So this morning we're going to look at four actions that we can take to be peacemakers. They're in your message notes there. And the first one is that peacemakers pray for peace. Uh, we can't bring about peace in, in, in any real way on our own. God is the one who changes hearts. Uh, he enables us to be ambassadors and in inviting others to experience his peace. And we need his Holy Spirit to work in people's lives and in us to make us able and willing to work for peace. And, and prayer changes things. As you think about that thing that you wrote on the top of your message notes, if it seems impossible, pray, and pray consistently. Ask God to show you the next steps, and then take those as he leads. Then the second action of peacemakers is peacemakers seek peace within. To, to some degree, we are all walking battlefields. Our lives become marked with inner and outer conflicts that steal our peace. Uh, Our commitments um, pull us in different directions, and and we don't feel at peace. We feel torn and divided and in two places at once. And and we can't give peace to others when we're lacking peace inside. Uh, Colossians 3, 12 through 15 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Notice the essentials of a peacemaker that Paul lists in these verses. Peacemakers do the inner work of clothing themselves with compassion, kindness, humility, patience. Uh, can you imagine trying to be a peacemaker without first clothing yourself with patience or, or with uh, gentleness and the like? We we need to attend to our hearts because our natural response when somebody steps on our toes is to push them off, right? And to tell them off and to defend our toes, so to speak. But it takes patience, it takes gentleness and humility to make peace a priority and to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts in difficult situations. And only the life and power of Jesus Christ can bring about true inner peace. Only when we're operating out of his power Are we able to set aside pride and all the junk that gets in the way of peacemaking? Uh, If you want to have more peace, you have to sow seeds of peace, and that begins in the heart by sowing those seeds in your own heart. Uh, Because Jesus said last week, right, we talked about that, how everything flows out of our heart. All right, then the third action needed to be a peacemaker is peacemakers are bridge builders. They're bridge builders. And the word that Jesus uses here in the original a- language for peacemaker maker is active. When Jesus talks about being a peacemaker, he's not talking about being a peace lover or uh, a pacifist or uh, a peacekeeper, though those are, are good things. A peacemaker is someone who's actively pursuing peace, who's seeking peace. He's making, uh, making sacrifices for peace. And it's those who are actively seeking peace who will be blessed. God is a a bridge-building God, and out of his great love, he is building a bridge right now this morning in this room. God is building a bridge to you, uh, maybe through a friend who's invited you to worship today, and he's inviting you back to his family this morning. God may be using this message this morning to speak to your heart about a broken relationship and urge you to take the next step to heal that he sent his son jesus christ as a way back to the heart of god jesus was the greatest bridge builder of all times and he invites us to put aside anger to put aside hurts and move towards reconciliation to take the steps that build bridges to heal relationships romans uh, twelve nineteen and 21 says do not take revenge my dear friends But leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. What a great way to build a bridge, right? If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And in doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. And you know, it is not an easy choice to return good for evil. It is just not easy. But true peace cannot come by returning evil for evil. And when you choose to return good for bad, others see the kindness of God through you, and it opens up all kinds of possibilities for peace. Peace Peacemakers build bridges where there could be division and brokenness. They do the right thing, even when the right thing was not done to them. In your uh, bulletin, you found a post-it note. You're probably wondering, what is this for? Or did Mm -hmm. Diane accidentally leave her post-it note in here? But does everybody have one? Okay, as you look at that uh, item or items that you listed at the top of your message notes where pieces lacking or missing or needed, what are some actions you can take this week to build a bridge to work towards peace in that area. And I invite you to write down three things that you can do to build a bridge and act as a peacemaker this week. And one of those things should be prayer because we already talked about you can't do anything without prayer. God is the one who softens hearts and makes peace possible. So put something there and then it's on a post-it note rather than your message notes so that you can put it somewhere where you'll remember to act on those this week. Peace doesn't come without effort. We need to actively pursue it, and I encourage you to do that this week. Then number four, peacemakers pursue peace even though they won't always achieve peace. We pray and we take practical steps to make peace. And sometimes those bridges, those steps, are something as simple as a handshake or a smile at somebody where there's tension between the relationship or they've offended you in some ways. We build bridges, we do our part, but we will not always succeed. Um, as Jesus' followers, we're called to live at peace with others as much as it is in, within our power to do so. Romans 12:17 and 18 says do not repay anyone evil for evil be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone that's hard isn't it if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone if it's possible as far as it depends on you you do your part live at peace with everyone that's the goal of a peacemaker and you know we can't control others But we can work towards reconciliation and do our part, even though we may not win them back. And, you know, the greatest example of this is Jesus Christ. God longs like the father in the story of the prodigal son for every son and daughter to come back home. And he sent Jesus to earth to build a bridge, to make peace between God and people. But we have to say yes we have to accept what he's done for us on the cross and receive the life that he came to give us. And not everyone does that. Not everyone receives it. And, you know, I don't want to throw you in the deep end of the pool here at the end of the message, but I don't want anyone to leave without understanding God's offer for peace through Jesus Christ. So I want to look at Romans three twenty-five and 26. And this will get a picture of what God was doing when he sent Jesus. It said God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. Atonement is the uh, rebuilding of a relationship. So Jesus is a sacrifice to make us one again at one minute through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus Christ. That's some pretty deep stuff. What does it mean? Well, it means that God left sin unpunished for centuries. But God can't be just if he allows horrific atrocities that have been done over thousands of years to go unpunished, no one would think a god like that was a good god, right? The kind of god, that kind of god, would be a horrible god. And the god of the Bible is a god who does the right thing, and the right thing requires that some kind of a penalty or a price be paid for sin. Uh, if you had a child who was injured or killed or taken, uh, you would expect the judge to render a just punishment to the one who did harm. So God, in order to be to do the right thing, put himself in the position of being both, both the just judge, the one who punishes sin, and the one who suffers the penalty for sin, the one who justifies. Isaiah 53, 5 and 6 says, But he, meaning Jesus, was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Jesus longed for reconciliation and peace with you and with me so much that he went to the cross. He suffered all that he did. He took the punishment on himself so that we could have peace with God. Um, Paul explains it like this, For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, Jesus Christ, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus came to pay the penalty for sin. He bridged that gap between a holy God and sinful people and made a way for us to have peace with god romans 5 1 says therefore since we're justified by faith we have peace with god through jesus christ our ultimate peace has been secured through jesus christ he's the mediator between god and people and because he is peacemaking of his peacemaking we're able to be brought into the family of god to be called children of god but you have to accept that invitation And Jesus went to the cross. He suffered all that he suffered, knowing that not everyone would, that not everyone would, that some would turn away and go on with their lives. And so we, too, keep building bridges, because God has this great vision that he wants us to grab a hold of. And he paints a picture of it in the last book of the Bible, where he gives us this image of people of every nation not warring against each other, but standing together, shoulder to shoulder, people of every tribe, black and white, rich and poor, male and female, a great multitude that nobody can count, from every nation, every tribe, every people, every language, standing before the throne, worshiping together as one. No more war, no more tears, no more strife. We're called to be peacemaking so that none are missing on that day. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be for the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus and we sing and shout the victory. Let's pray. Our loving God, I I thank you for this day where we remember what you, uh, not only the price that you paid but the power that's available to us because of your resurrection that we can be made whole again that relationships can be made whole again that peace can come in situations where it seems unlikely and Lord we're waiting for that day when you come and set up your kingdom and everything is at peace but until then help us to be peacemakers and help us to sow seeds of peace wherever we go that your goodness and your love would be made known to others. We ask it in Jesus' name. And, Lord, if there's anyone here who has not received you, not accepted what you did for them on the cross, I I pray that uh, you'll give them the courage to do that. And, and I just invite you, if that's you, to pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you. I thank you for building a bridge so that I can come back to the family of God to be a child of God and I invite you into my heart right now I give you my life I want a fresh start and I, and I ask you to do that in me and come into my life and lead my life I ask it in Jesus name